All right, so welcome to Mosaic's Portable Talks podcast. Uh, we are continuing to talk about Christian community development, and tonight we have a special guest, Linda Cottrell with us. So good. And uh, we are so interested in hearing some of your stories of living uh, as part of, a, like, as a family, doing CCD mm. stuff together. So do you want to take us back to the days of Fuller Seminary 30 years ago and what it was like to be uh, following Jesus and practicing CCD as a family? Yeah, I mean, that was a different lifetime, Andrew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to go way back because we were there 27, at least 27 years ago. And Andrew, our, our son who's over there on tech, he is 27 years old. So, um, yeah, I remember being in like when we when we bought our first house and we really wanted to get to know the community that we were living in and we uh just yeah we started going door to door because our our church was uh doing this thing where we would collect um we would we would go door to door and collect cans mm-hmm. um for like a food drive and then we'd offer to pray for people and it was just such a, a great way to get to know our neighbors. And it was received really, really well. People were really open to being prayed for, and they loved it. And it was great. They would, you know, give us cans, we'd pray for them, and then we'd go back the next, I don't know, next month, month and we would do it again. And, you know, that lasted for a few times. I don't know how long we did it for, but... It, it led to, eventually, we, we had a neighborhood party where we invited all the neighbors, and we just really enjoyed getting to know people in our neighborhood. And, yeah, we, we just, I don't know. I mean, it just led to other things, other events, other Bible studies, um, day camps. We had a day camp at our house. And, yeah, I mean, that was, that was super fun. Why? Like, why, what was it about your experience coming out of Fuller and living in that community that made you want to do that type of stuff? We always wanted to do community mission type stuff. So we had actually planned to go overseas as missionaries and, didn't end up happening because we were caregiving for my cousin who uh, she was living with us at the time so when Andrew was born she came to live with us and it was uh, we just we, we needed to stay in town close to her dad so we decided we're not going overseas we're gonna this is part of our ministry is is to take care of Ashley and to do ministry in our local neighborhood rather than going far away. So that's how I remember it. <laughs> yeah, one of the things came out of getting to know our neighbors is we had a Bible study in our home that wasn't connected to our church, but it was for people in the community. And there was men and women came at first, but it eventually ended up with just women coming, a lot of women. There was three Lindas in the group. Hey. And... Uh, and one, one of the great things about it was our next-door neighbors were believers, and we had a gate in our backyard between their yard and our yard. So when we did childcare, 
The older kids were in one yard and the younger kids were in the other yard. And it was just great to be able to do something in our community with our neighbors and uh, who um, we just were able to work together, not just on our own. And one of the great things is the, when we did the day camp in our backyard, one of the families around the corner we got to know, and they ended up being part of our church, and their mm-hmm. daughter is still our friends on Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, it's incredible that just through something like that, that we made these connections. Um, I have one story that um, there was one neighbor, I remember knocking on their door, and I knew they were home, but they didn't answer the door. So I was banging on the door, and he told me later that he was doing some drugs, and he was really mm. feeling convicted because he knew I was at the door, and here he was, and he'd had some association with uh, churches, and uh, later I got to know him, and he told me that that knocking on his door, God used that to convict him, um, even though I never had a clue, and I would have never known, so it's, that was David, uh, who we got our dog from, he ended up giving us a puppy, so um, there was some just interesting things that took place as we entered into the community and the life of our community and uh, that kind of thing. I, I didn't realize that that was, see, I, I forget the stories yeah, now. It's been, it's been a while. Yeah. That's cool. So can we fast forward a bit and get up to another, still, still another lifetime I recognize, mm-hmm. but a little closer to today. So when you guys came up from the States, mm-hmm. for David, he was coming back to Canada you hadn't lived in Canada before, had you? No. Okay, so what was that like? You come up from from your life in the States to London, and you're living um, here and practicing CCD ministry principles here. What was that like for you? Well, it was kind of, I mean, I, I was so happy to get out of the stressful life that we were living in California mm. that... Coming here was a breath of fresh air, um, and it was just, I, I, it was kind of this, what do you call it, just this thing I had, I had needed so badly mm-hmm. in my life. Um, and I also was able to not work for the first four years because I, I couldn't, because I was a visitor to Canada. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was not right. a, I was yeah. not, I didn't have any status. Um, the kids got citizenship immediately, and I was a visitor, so that was nice. Thank you, Canada, for <laughs> for letting me come. Um, so, in the beginning, let's see, what did we do in the beginning? This 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 is like so. It was the Life Resource Center, I think, was the first. You know, after David got hired on at North Park, and you know, we we're just kind of being. I mean, it. it yeah, just kind of being loved by the North North Park people and mm-hmm. community and family and just kind of adjusting to a different place. I mean, a different culture a little bit, not not hugely different, but but you know, it was it was different and um just getting to know all of the new people that that were in the neighborhood. I mean, new to us and they were also new to Canada many of them, most of them, because you were primarily, we were working with new immigrants, yeah, right? Sudanese. So Sudanese and um, Congolese, and I mean, just a lot of, you know, a lot of people from, you know, Ethiopia, Eritrea as well. Um, it was just a really 
awesome experience. Um, mm. I, I remember being called in the early morning or, or late at night, one of the ladies we had become friends with was due to give birth. Mm. And mm. she she's from Sudan and she's Dinka. Mm -hmm. And we had befriended her and we were the people that she called to, mm. to take her to the hospital. To, and it was just one of those amazing experiences to be that connected with someone and and just to have that closeness. It was awesome. We, we still see each other now and again. It's been probably 15 years. I think it's mm. been 15 years now. Now, now I need to call her because wow. I'm I'm missing her now. <laughs> sure. But um, but yeah, we were we were pretty close for a few years, and then you know you kind of whatever yeah. thing other people come into your life and whatever. But that was really cool. It was, it was, it was an experience walking through th the ups and downs of people's lives, especially mm -hmm. newcomers to Canada who didn't have extended family we oftentimes became sometimes almost the only family um, or support system when their own supports here would fail or if things went sour. And so we had opportunities to really um, be with people through mm -hmm. all areas and all aspects of life. And that was something that we value. Mm -hmm. And uh, But it wasn't easy oftentimes because... They were some very difficult and dark situations. Were there particular scriptures that um, that are connected to some of those stories for you? Ways that God spoke into your life or hmm. took you through those seasons? Particular scriptures. Well, I'm reminded, like hearing your story, I'm reminded of the the story of the Good Samaritan, right? Like, yeah. You you all like literally walked up and down <laughs> these streets, right? Like, and and when you saw those places of pain, or you saw those places of hurt, or newcomers having experienced that yourself, mm -hmm. um, you were able to to give of yourself, right? In in a way that maybe folks that had been here and it had become mundane didn't, right? Mm. And so you're, I kind of see you living out that story of the, the Good Samaritan and being like, we're going we're gonna to make these sacrifices sometimes, right? Like mm -hmm. Being called in the middle of the night, <laughs> I mean, it's a joyous occasion, but like that's a sacrifice. Um, and just like the, the Samaritan made the sacrifice of the money, I'd, mm -hmm. I'd, I'd put him in that category. Well, it's whenever I think about that story, I I'm always amazed because I definitely do not put myself in that mm -hmm. category. <laughs> the Good Samaritan is just, you know, so amazing. But I I think that to a to a degree, you know, that is um, what we were we were trying to do. Uh, definitely, we we have failed many times but um but yeah I love that story too it's definitely a model mm -hmm. and I I think of when scriptures of just um Jesus sending out the um disciples and we didn't go out by ourselves we always were mm -hmm. with loads of people mm -hmm. that came alongside us and 
what I found early on in my time in London was there was a lot of people that wanted to do this, but were either afraid or didn't have anyone. And all I had to do was kind of say, come along with me. And they came and it was in their heart, but they either didn't have permission or they were um, just hesitant. And so for a lot of it was giving people permission to do what God had already called them to do. And there was a need for, but they didn't have the um, place or, or just the example. And so for a lot of it was um, doing that. And that is my desire that that would happen today where people would feel permission to do the mm. things God's called them to mm-hmm. do, even if they don't see it happening, because it isn't the typical thing that churches do. Linda, one of the things you said earlier um, before we started recording this podcast was that you were just doing life, right? Like, and um, can you can you talk a little bit more about that and how that could be played out for other folks living into the CCD principles? So let's see. I said I was just doing life. I think you were talking about David even here. Right? Yes, just, that's what know, I was talking front, about. Just I living was, life. I was, make, I was talking like, about David, bicycles. actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I just was talking about how, especially during COVID, he wasn't working. A lot of people weren't working. And so a lot of people, we have a lot of foot traffic in our, on our street in front of our house. And David would spend hours every day in the driveway, working on bikes, on the yard, just doing stuff. And he would have conversations with, I don't know, at least sometimes, you know, I don't know, you talked about 50 people sometimes. It it would seem (laughs) like, maybe I'm exaggerating, but you'd say, oh, yeah, I I saw all these people. I was talking to this so-and-so and so-and-so. And and I was just thinking how it, it just... It was so great, and then sometimes I would I would hang out with David, and I would feel that same connection with people. It just I loved it. Of course, that was kind of a different thing that we were all going through, and um, yeah. So it's it's not like that in in real life all the time. Maybe for you, actually, it is because you're still always <laughs> doing stuff outside. Um, but I love it when. I can go outside and just be with my neighbors and with with people, um, just just doing life. You know, the kids across the street are always playing out in their front yard, and we talk to them all the time. So it's it's lovely to be able to just talk to our neighbors, and you know, hopefully we'll start hanging out with them more. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because CCD goes beyond talking, and it, it goes into um, actually being involved in in the lives of people. Mm-hmm. And so talking is, is the way to start the relationships. And uh, I know personally by just going to No Frills or mm-hmm. Freshco in our neighborhood, mm-hmm. I rarely ever go in those stores without engaging with some people in there. And you... Tr- try to make it a meaningful, not just an hello, yeah. but an actual encounter so that you um, can give into their life or receive mm-hmm. from them. So it's a both um, things that take place. So um, being available and present in the community is, is a huge part of it. 
So as you guys think about um, that practice of being present and um, being being uh, in touch with people, making make like trying to make interactions meaningful, but also being aware of people's pain mm. and how we can, um, like the Good Samaritan, um, spend ourselves on behalf of others. Um, I guess what's in my mind is this pattern, right? Where when when we, I think often when we hear somebody's story, if they have, if they're an outlier, like if they're somebody like, oh, that person has this really amazing strength, then we discount ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm not like that, right? And so for the people who have that kind of a reaction, say like, well, I'm not like that, and they pull back and and defend. Um, what, What would you say to exhort them? Like what would be one practical way that you would say, you know what? It's possible. It's possible to be present where you are. It's possible to, to listen to people's pain. What's a practical step that you get excited about if somebody said, you know what, I tried this out this week, and this, this is what happened? I, I think there's just there's so many ways to answer that question. It, I guess it depends on what you find yourself naturally doing or what you that gets you out and amongst people, right? Mm-hmm. So what what can be something that would be very natural for you that would be social? So uh, David talked about going to the grocery store. I mean, we all have to go to the grocery store. He does all the grocery shopping. So, <laughs> I mean, so, you know, he's going to, he's going to see if you, if you pick the same store, the same clerk, you know, you're, you're going to be seeing the same people, right? So just, I think making connections just on a regular basis. If you have a dog, mm. you're walking your dog. If you don't have a dog, take a walk, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's amazing in this weather. Now people are out and about. I, I'm always running into people when I take a walk around my block. So it's, it's great. Um, your, your question, I'm not quite getting, what was, can you repeat your question? This is great. Question? No, it's good. I'm just, what practical steps can people take to be present and to, and to connect? Yes. Okay. Practical steps. Way. Okay. So, um, I know that, yeah, I, I mean, I'm trying to, you kind of seeing what your neighbors are, like what their rhythms are and trying to mm. connect with them. I, I'm trying to go on a walk with with one of my neighbors. She walks every morning at 7:30. So we, I was walking, she was walking, but we. I said, you know what? Let's do this together. And she's mm-hmm. so yeah. Let's totally do this. Um, I talked to my other neighbor about you know let's let's do dinner, and she's definitely on board with that. We, it's nice. just a matter of, like David said, going beyond talking about it yeah. to actually doing it. But we're actually talking about doing it. So we are getting closer. Um, yeah, I just think um, kind of seeing what they're interested in, being interested in them and what they are doing, what they're doing in their garden, what they're doing in what their kids are doing, th- those kinds of things. And just... You know, and if you see any way that you can be a support or learn from them, both ways, right? The, mm-hmm. the relationship's mutual. You know, I don't know. Figure that out. Thank you. And it's not all about um, us deciding and leading. It's also like we've we've got a new neighbor down the street, and we met them. And I actually visited him at his work mm. already, just to see. Cause he told me where he worked, and they're Muslim. 
and they want to do a street party because he said where he came from in Toronto, they used to do street parties. Nice. So it's maybe helping him do a street party so he gets to know some neighbors. And uh, But just in being part of things that are natural in the community, things that are taking place, not and being I afraid. I think he reached he reached out to us yeah, first. Yeah. We did not initiate the relationship. That's so sweet. He initiated it and it was it was interesting cuz you know, he was so friendly mm-hmm. and that's now now you you've already visited him at work and I didn't even you probably told me but I probably wasn't listening. I love that. <laughs> Those opportunities are coming to you, right? Like, and yeah. you're taking advantage of them. Like when they, they show up, those are those Kairos moments that, that allow you to engage in, in the community and it's given to you mm-hmm. almost as if it was prepared in advance <laughs> yeah. for you to do. So. Totally. Yes, indeed. That's great. <laughs> Linda, would you uh, be willing to pray for our listeners and for our church? Definitely. Yes. Oh, Lord Jesus, we just, um, we come to you so grateful that you love us, that you have given us life, that we are your children, and that we have this joy within us that we want to share with other people, and we just want people to know you. And so, Lord, I pray that you would just help our church, Help, our, help us to, to be the light of Jesus in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces, in our whatever community <clears throat> we find ourselves. Lord, help us to just um, be filled with your joy and be able and willing um, to share that. We just pray for opportunities. We pray that you'd open our eyes to see what's all around us, to see where you're leading and guiding us. And... We just look forward to serving you and and just living out um, just life with Je- in Jesus with mm-hmm. our neighbors. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Amen.